Good Spider Cop here. After hearing J. Jonah Jameson blame me for all the bad things that happen in this city, I listen to the Game Fix show to feel better about myself. Hello to all my friends at Game Fix. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! I'm here to kick ass and listen to the Game Fix podcast. And you're listening to the Game Fix podcast. And you're listening to Game Fix. It's Game Fix podcast. I like to tune into the Game Fix show. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Let's go, crazy! Go crazy! Welcome to another edition of the Game Fix Podcast. I am Verlaine, and with me, uh, once again, our producer, James. What's up, James? What's up, everybody? Spanish is out doing real-world stuff, so in the meantime, we're going to hold down the fort. Make sure tomorrow, as every Tuesday around noon o'clock, our lead contributor, Mike Lind, is going to be giving us what we call the Retro Reboot. He's going to review, uh, essentially reboot a review about a retro game. This week, it's Fester's Quest on the Nintendo Entertainment System. This game came out, and it's weird saying, but when the Addams Family was popular. For the second time, I guess. Yeah. And we're about to hit that third time. We are about to hit that third time. Uh, yeah, I remember the game vaguely. I remember it wasn't one of my favorite games. I, I think it was kind of hard. Um, it was kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, either way, check out the website, GameFixShow.com, for that. Everything else, GameFixShow.com, that is a hub for everything that we do. You can find us on at GameFixShow, essentially anywhere that you do anything. Facebook, Instagram, um, High Five, MySpace, um, anywhere that you do anything, you find the Game Fix Show. Uh, you can also tune in every single Monday night. We do this uh, live Facebook recording our weekly podcast. Uh, and after that, you can find it everywhere you find podcasts, just like we find you find us anywhere. Uh, just type Game Fix Show, three words, you'll find us. iHeart, iTunes, um, TuneIn app, whatever it may be. We've got a big show today. Uh, we always have a big show. Um, I guess it's because stuff just always happens. Um, we have got some, well, Fortnite news as always. Fortnite just can't stay out of the spotlight, nor can Overwatch, which is kind of interesting, the relationship that they're kind of building with Nintendo. And uh, for some reason, Facebook has it in for the PlayStation. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. We're going to find out. Um, really quick. Um, this month, on the 27th, you are going to be able to enjoy us live once again, uh, this time at the Northwest Ohio Collecticon. That's going on in Delphus, Ohio. Is that how you pronounce that? Um, uh, I believe so. Delphus. Yeah, it's like an hour away from Cleveland. It's their Halloween bash. We are going to have a table set up. We're going to be selling all our wares. Say hi to us. Support the show. Even a hug supports us. High five. Whatever. Uh, patrons, if you are one of our patrons... If not, patreon.com slash show. But if you are, as always, you get a live, uh, live a free item and 10% off of your uh, tickets. I, I mean, mean, technically, you're item. right. You are live. I mean, you're standing there. Oh, yeah, true. All right, thank you. Thanks for that support. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wizard World, <laughs> Wizard World Columbus is coming up. So uh, if you are interested in maybe getting some free tickets to that, head on over to GameFixShow.com. We are going to be, once again, giving away a pair of priority passes to that show, Wizard World Columbus. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I say we do things the way that we always do. That would be what we're playing. James, what have you been playing? I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Really? And yeah, like it just celebrated its year anniversary. And uh, I kind of got an Assassin's Creed itch. So uh, I already had it installed. And I just jumped back in and just continued on my Odyssey. And this game is very overwhelming. Like, there's so much shit to do. Like, you land on a new island, and there's just question marks everywhere. And it's like, where do I go first? Uh, I'm, uh, according to my, according to my Uplay time, I am 45 minutes in, and I have only completed 55% of the story. 45 hours, 55%. (laughs) I mean, it's and not I bad. Still, I still have a massive amount. Uh, like, the map is huge. And I have only explored, like, a tiny portion of it. Like, there's still inner areas that I've never been to. And there's still islands that I've never been to. Now, I remember this game in the beginning. It would give you a choice on how you want to play. I'm assuming you played with all the icons. Because yeah. you said you see a bunch. Now, did you at all try um, playing the other way? Because when I played this game, that's the way I played it. I uh, I kind of... So I'm like... I, I kind of wished I did do it that way. Just because I'm wicked OCD about this shit. That's why I played Fallout 3 for like 400 hours. Because I had to explore every little question mark that popped up. And it's like... So, like, just for an example, I'll land on a new island, and it's like, oh, a quest giver. Okay, I'm there for, like, a quest. So I walk over, and I talk to them, and it's, you know, I need you to go here. So as I'm walking there, there's a question mark over here, and it's like, ooh, question mark. Walk over the question mark. And, ooh, question mark. Walk over the question mark. And it's like, what was I here for? I don't even know what I was here for now. (laughs) Yeah, if you played it the other way, I think it w- it would definitely take you way longer because that's where like you have to talk to people and they'll just tell you something and you have to remember it and you have to look like they'll be like oh yeah north of the tallest tower uh, talk to this person and that's all they give you and you have to like make your way there find it you know what I'm saying like it yep. seems like it would take way longer but it was kind of fun um I just when you play it that way I don't know I didn't expect to beat the game I guess that's why I chose that way well there's still like um. You can still find like scrolls and stuff like you have to, like I think when, you you're, tag when you're looting. If you're like the eagle, you can tag them and then they'll be on your map. Or if you get like a really like a good hint, it might ping something like a, oh. a general area on the map, kind of like Red Dead uh, Two does. Yeah. Um, like with the bounties. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it, it was hard. I I remember I I liked the game, but it's like they switched they switched the fighting style, but they didn't switch the other stuff. So, like, when, yeah, when I'm fighting, I'm like, this is like Dark RPG. Souls. But then all of a sudden, I'm still moving around like normal or Assassin's Creed. They kept all those kind of physics the same. Um, but I didn't make it far enough to get to the real RPG aspect. Dude, I didn't even think that it was, like, I, I thought it was, like, based on reality. I didn't know there was, like, mythical creatures and shit going on. Yeah. I actually just uh, I just encountered my first mythical creature, and that was uh, the Sphinx. And there's two ways to tackle it. You can actually just fight her. Don't, don't fight her. <laughs> um, 
Or you can answer the three riddles. And if you answer them correctly, you get a reward. I'm not going to spoil what the reward is. Um, yeah, so, and now I have another one to go fight the Minotaur. But to get to the area where the Minotaur is, I have to do a quest, which leads to another quest, which leads to another quest. Hey, question mark. Cool, I want to go <laughs> see what the question mark is. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm enjoying it. Like, it, it's, I'm playing it. I'm playing it like an Assassin's Creed game, but I kind of probably shouldn't because there there are a lot of times where I'll do all this stealthy shit to get into a base and then like I'm above like a big bad, like a big gold barred enemy and I go down and I go to like assassinate him and I assassinate him and then he just like, I deal damage and then he takes me and just throws me off of him and then we start fighting and it's like, wait a minute, but but I stabbed you in the brain. Like, oh, what how... <laughs> it's the game that that just reminded me of. Like, you can stealth kill some. Oh, like I think like Shadow of War. Sometimes you know some of the war chiefs, they're not susceptible to like being assassinated. So some of them, the weaknesses, you kill them in one hit. But other ones, you can't even do it. Yeah, but see, in in Shadow in Shadows of Mordor, because it's also that that mechanic's also in Shadows of Mordor. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Shadows of Mordor, if if the, the big enemy is immune to stealth, you'll drop down on him and he'll look up at you and then grab you yeah, you as you're dropping damage. on him right. and then throw you away. This guy is literally like, I drop on him, hit him in the side of the head, and then he's like, ow, and throws me off of him. And it's like, but I just stabbed you. That's why he's a gold enemy. That's the only thing that kind of like takes me away from like the assassin's creed aspect of it right and then most of the time i just stand up on a cliff and shoot arrows at people because that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> right. um what else anything else you've been playing overwatch, overwatch of course um it, okay is it me or it, it seems like a lot of time has gone by more than usual than like a, a real anything has happened like, we I have feel like BlizzCon had around the corner. Three I mean, I'm glad because now BlizzCon. I've got over 3,000 coin now, so I'm good. Like, I'm ready to buy something sweet. But it's just like, I'm like, I've never gone this long. I've never been able to accumulate that much money. Um, You only have 3,000? Well, I spend it. Every time an event comes, I'll spend, I buy all the sprays so that I get all the skins in the boxes. I'm not, the last time I checked, uh, the, this is how much of this stupid game that I play. The last time I checked, I'm on 115 loot boxes, and I have like 54k gold. <coughs> I am set going into the next event. But do you ha do you like have everything already? Basically, like now every time I pop a loot box, it's just duplicate, duplicate. Hey, a Sigma skin that I don't have that I'm never gonna use. Duplicate. That's how it is with me but I open them all like I always open them so that I get the gold so I keep racking up the gold but yeah once an event comes I'll spend it I'll spend it and yeah. buy everything and then I like earn up again um, that's why I'm so glad they added that like view all the new stuff right and it'll show you a list of all the new stuff and you're like okay purchase all and you just purchase yep. all of it in one swoop it's just so much easier thank you Jeff that was a great button to add yeah <laughs> alright so what I've been playing, real quick, I've, I've been playing, for some reason, a lot of Call of Duty Mobile. Like, I like this game a lot. 
Um, really? Like, there, is it good? There still isn't controller. It, like, I feel lied to because I downloaded the game because of the fact that they're supposed to be adding controller. Um, you're able to use a controller with it of compatibility. It's it's not there yet. Um, but yeah, the game is like it's Call of Duty and it's pretty legit. It, it feels it, it, even though it's touch screen, like it feels like Call of Duty. The the stages are from Call of Duty games. The graphics are good. Um, so it's I, I'm still sticking with it. It's still the best first person shooter on mobile right now. Does it still have 12 year olds running around calling you like swear um, words? I don't. I didn't do any of like the voice chat. I don't like talk okay. or listen to any of the banter. It, it'd be harder, but I'm sure that there are. I mean, but you got to think that, about this. That's what makes it a Call of Duty game. But but you got to think this. This this is probably why it's the best game though, because most twelve year olds probably don't have the the best iPhones and stuff with these games. They could. They could. There's a new generation, but I wouldn't. I would think that those kids, you know, maybe their parents don't. I don't know. I'm not running across a lot of bad stuff. I'm doing a lot of good things, like killing people. Uh, I guess that's not too good. Um, all right. Anyways, I I've been playing Mario Kart Tour. I think I might be done with that game. I'm, I'm just. I get it. I get what it is. I get what they're trying to do. I'm not. I'd rather play regular Mario Kart. You know, it's especially now that it's just single player. It's it's not doing it for me. You know, I feel like I'm right around the corner of getting to a point where I have to pay money just to do anything cool. You don't want to spend $5 a month for their little subscription service to play online? No, absolutely not. I would never subscribe to Mario Kart. Like, they make (laughs) Mario Kart on every console. Again, Nintendo, they they pretty much compete with themselves. What the fuck are they doing? Never fails. Hey, we just put out a new Mario Kart. Let's put out another new Mario Kart on a different uh, platform. And then after that, another one. And then a new Smash. We'll put Smash well, on mobile to compete with Smash fairness, on the In all fairness, though, the, the Mario Kart on the Switch was the same one that was on the Wii U. Yeah. And that one's two years old now. And it's Maybe still, Chat can correct me, but than, I think it's like two years old now. It's still better than the phone one, though. No, it definitely is, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So t- two two more before, before we move on. Um, obviously, I played Overwatch, but something magical happened last time I played Overwatch. Um, and I actually got to play with one of our patrons, Bocephus. Um, we actually played on Xbox, so he got to... I, I, I was hoping that he would witness the other side of my Overwatchness, like the me turning into Moira and just dominating everything. Um, but I'm glad he played with me. It was fun. He's a good Reinhardt. Um, but he got to see the problems that have happening that are happening with Overwatch. Uh, mainly, every game we got into that was the the quick play. Um, never a tank, never a healer. It was me and him. Had to be a tank and healer. And our other three, we had a minimum a minimum of three snipers every single game. Every game. Ash, Hanzo, Widow. Yep. Every, every game in classic quick play that's classic so you we could switch around and like you know blah 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 even though we could do that it didn't matter because we had three snipers and tr- dude like there was a point where we had a hanzo and a widowmaker sniping right in the same they were sniping right next to each other literally like on top of each other <laughs> whatever um so then we switched over to the normal quick place so we get a little roll cue uh and he got to taste some of that when we were against a team that had a Bastion that was being pocketed by two healers and an Arissa shield in front 
And guess what? We had fucking two snipers or something stupid. No one would change. No one could change. We had to sit there and lose. It's awful. If they take, I'm telling, I'm telling you and I'm telling everybody, if they take classic quick play from the arcade, I'm done with Overwatch. Done with Overwatch unless they keep roll queue to competitive where it should be. Competitive deserves roll queue. Everything else doesn't. There's no way for me to practice. What what happens when a new DPS character comes out? Guess what? Half of the people aren't even going to ever be able to play with them unless they play with them against themselves in the no limits. Who wants to do that? You'll never get to play with that character in a normal game ever. It's, That's it's, why every time a new character comes out and like he's on the PTR, I'll jump on the PTR and the first thing... I try to look for our counters. Yep, that's because what I do. Because everybody's playing them. Yeah, everyone's going to... So it's not even worth fighting for them, and yep, I don't want to be that character them. against the same character. So I do the same thing. Try to yep. find the weak, the weaknesses. Try to find Shut the counters. Um, but that was an experience. And then right before the show, a couple hours ago, I bought a game that I was like flipping out about a while ago. Uh, Groundhog Day, like Father, like Son. It's on PSVR. It's a, con- it's a sequel to Groundhog Day, the movie. You're... Uh, Phil's son is that what, no is that what his name is I don't remember you're you're Bill Murray his character's son and you go back for the anniversary of when his father was there he's like a big deal you know like he learned all the stuff while yep. he was in the movie um, so you're going you're seeing the house your mom's there and it's kind of cool because they don't really tell you anything alright so you're going through this and, and essentially what's going on is you wake up you do stuff Things happen, you go to sleep, wake up, and it's the same day, right? Just like the movie. But, like, you have to, the only way to progress is to figure out how to progress. All right, so when the first time I did this, I was in the kitchen, and I was like, whoa, cool, what do I do? You can make breakfast, you could, like, open almost every drawer, like, you could do all this stuff. All of a sudden, a snowball breaks the window, and that's it. Like, talking, yelling at the kids outside, snowball fighting. Well, the next the next run i just opened the window and nobody got mad at the kids and the the snowball just flew through the window and hit um and it's stuff like that like your sister or someone is complaining about breakfast so you have to i think you have to make her a smoothie um instead of meat like bacon and eggs but it's stuff like that and then once something happens like someone drives through the house like there's a car accident it'll give you a it'll say like you know you want to replay this so that you would start over and figure out what happened, what you did wrong. And that's all the game's going to be. And I think it's sweet. You could pick up guitars. Like there's cer- certain parts of the game where just like in the movie where he learned how to play piano. Eventually you start learning how to play guitar. So then you can like impress people as part of the story and stuff. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool. I only played like for an hour. But uh, very, it's it's cool. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. And it's I, I like VR, it mainly right? Huh? VR, right? Yeah, PlayStation. I think it. I think it's exclusive. I believe so. I'm in it just because I like the movie. I, I thought the movie so, was cool. So, so like, is there a time of day progression, or is it like? No, it's just like the movie. Like, it, it's events will happen. Um, see, here's the thing. When I did, I only did once, one through. Like, so I get to a part where there's supposed to be a big festival, but something happened. Like, a big fire started out it, it, during the festival, and it was canceled or something. Um, once that happened and played through, then all of a sudden, like I went back and it was the end of the day 
because the, like you're supposed to be doing something too. So your boss is like, we'll stay there for another day. And you're like, I don't want to and whatever. And then it, you know, end scene, you wake up again. Um, so I don't know, maybe as you start progressing through those first parts, you'll start living through the afternoon and living through the night. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Fulfilling so I was going to say, you couldn't just spend the whole day just playing the guitar, right? You have to actually like do stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I couldn't, there is no time going by. That's going to, you know, I could sit there and play forever. I don't think the game would progress until I walk out my door to get to the next part to go downstairs and eat breakfast, you know, like stuff like that. But I, again, okay. I haven't stayed I and seen if it's going to kick me out. Um, so that's it. Uh, that's what we've been playing. If you guys have anything you've been playing, uh, as always, just leave it in the chat room, comment, whatever the hell. If it's something new, if something you want us to play, give it to us. We'll do it. Um, all right, let's get into some stuff. We talked about Overwatch. So how about we talk about this crazy thing that actually is leading me to believe something huge. Um, Kaplan, Jeff Kaplan, uh, head of Overwatch Everything, has pretty much said to Nintendo, you can have any Overwatch character you want and put them in Smash. How does this make you feel? That's, uh, I would be down for that. Give me, like, I don't, see, the thing, though, is I don't want, you know it's going to be, like, fucking Tracer or something, because, oh, mascot, nah, I don't want Tracer. I want somebody, like, else somebody who would better like in smash brothers mm -hmm. you know what i mean and the only one that i can think of off the top of my head doom fist yeah absolutely he's the only doom all fist. melee his up b could be the like the shuriken and yep. like it would be and his his uh fist his charge is perfect for what yep. smash is like knocking people off the fucking exactly. stage um, but that would also bring us to characters like Lucio. Um, you see, I, I, in one hand, you have to think, you know, most of it is melee. There's, it's, it's all like, you know, melee, hand-to-hand. -hand. But there are characters that have guns. You know, there are characters like Zelda, uh, like Link, that have like the bow and arrow and, and things like that. Mega, so, Man, Mega Man's primary is just a shot. Well, then there you go. So, so they, it doesn't have to be limited to that. Um, I agree. I don't want to see Tracer. And at, even at, at this point, Tracer, I mean, there is no mascot to Overwatch. You know who the mascot to Overwatch is? The most relevant character at that time. Yep. You know, if someone's backstory comes out, they're the mascot. Like, because it's, there's so many characters. How often do we even hear about Tracer? Just because she's on the cover and stuff, like, Nintendo doesn't have to use that. If they did, fine. Whatever. Um, I, I don't think that you would get the full fun of being Tracer in a game like that. Um, I'm thinking it more of, like, a move set sort of thing like like characters have to have like some type of vertical recovery and tracer like doesn't right somebody like like somebody like doomfist does somebody like farah does but farah farah wouldn't fit uh that's why like like i would i was thinking like doomfist because doomfist he, he already kind of has a move set for yeah. smash brothers exactly yeah yeah so like you wouldn't have to make moves up you wouldn't have to like invent shit you just right you take his move set and just put it in smash you wouldn't and have to even actually, dumb him down yeah there's actually uh there's actually a mod uh one of the little game 
mod things for Overwatch, where it's basically just Overwatch Smash Brothers. You can like pick characters. It's a 2D plane, and you can just fight. Really? Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. You gotta play it. I'll try to find the code oh. for it, dude. It's hilarious, dude. That's <laughs> it. All right, so he fits. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. It, it, I don't even know who else they would pick, and I think that if they did pick anybody, they would have to. It wouldn't be the same character. You would have to add things that they don't do. Exactly. Um, like like adding weapons and and making her 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 blinking would be different. She can't blink vertical, and that's a, nope. a imperative. Um, even though and she can time, in all the cinematics, which is weird. Yeah, <laughs> and even the time lapse, like going back and recovering, like in a two dimensional platform like that, the enemy will know exactly where you're going to be. Exactly. There is no, you know what I'm saying. So it's, it just it wouldn't fit. She wouldn't fit at all. And all she has is guns and her all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Here's here's what this this is leading me to something though because all right we all know Overwatch is about to hit the Nintendo Switch um, I think that's a that's a cool little idea and it's a reason to have the Switch I guess even though it's an all online thing it's gonna limit a lot of people but I, I have a feeling that Overwatch is almost done and not as like if people don't care about it I, I think that that next step is about to happen. Which is why they're all like, okay, we don't know. You could put blah, blah, blah. Because I, it just seems like something, even though, it, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a lot of companies, especially a company like Blizzard, it seems like they would be a little more, um, they would care a lot more about their properties and, and which properties. And it wouldn't be something like, hey, just pick one and put them in your game. It would be like, these are the ones you get to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it, it it doesn't, it seems like this just frivolous, like, hey, we love you, Nintendo, take whoever you want, when uh, six months ago, it was like, Nintendo's not even on our radar, we're not even worrying about putting it on the Switch right now. Um, it, it just seems like they're almost ready, not to mention we're at 31 heroes, right? Like, yeah. any more, you, you, like, seriously, mathematically, if you add... You keep adding characters, you you will not be able to balance everything. You cannot. It, it will not work. The game is just going to be a non-stop cycle like it is. It's just reworking characters, adding new characters, reworking characters, updating the game. Um, it's the League of Legends problem. Like, League of Legends has been out for, what, 10 years now? Yeah. And it's at 50-something characters. Really? Oh, my God, dude. There's so many characters in that game. And there's only... 12 maybe that are like viable and we're kind of already seeing that with overwatch where there's 31 heroes but there's only like eight of them that are used regularly in in the Uh, leagues and if you look at the pro scene it's even less yeah like people are gonna look at that too they're gonna look at the pros and they're gonna see the, the them playing and doing these cool things and they're gonna see that the what the meta is and what the teams are doing and that's who they're gonna pick which is gonna even make those characters that aren't being picked even more pushed to the side do you think that it's possible that we could get to a point kind of like magic the gathering where there are so many characters where you're gonna have to when it comes to like esports or competitive certain characters aren't even going to be allowed. No, I don't think they're going to do. I think the community itself is going to have characters like fall off because that's, that's what the whole meta is. Like, 
you know, every season we have a new meta. Every time there's a buff or a nerf or a rework or a new character or something to that effect, the meta changes. And there's actually um, Overwatch. Uh, Jeff talked about it last week that tomorrow's patch there's supposed to be a huge patch coming tomorrow that is changing some things buffing some characters nerfing some characters like symmetra thank god <laughs> um the like they're buffing diva thank god uh but it they they said this is going to be a massive massive download they um, just did one too yeah like this one is going to be a massive download and a lot of like community people like youtube community people are all saying that like this is leading to something else and blizzard kind of owes us from last blizzcon with the whole like diablo immortal fiasco mm -hmm. uh they have to make up for it this year or they're going to lose people and a lot of people are talking that it's we're getting an expansion. Like there's going to be an expansion that's, for Overwatch, and that's what I'm talking about. Like th this frivolous frivolousity of of just giving away characters and 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 all these huge updates. And just now, it's not even like pinpointing one character. I mean, this last update was everybody is affected every single person was affected in some way with this yep. next thing the players were affected the entire game was affected um this meta shit i don't I, this is a child this is a child thing because if you really use your head and i encounter this while i'm playing people try to play the meta and play like they do in the pros yeah think about this if all of a sudden the number one team is playing with six characters and the team against them is playing with, you know, maybe essentially the same six characters. All of a sudden, that becomes the meta. Everybody wants to play with those six characters. But to me, being a logical person, that seems stupid as fuck. If my coach was like, hey, man, they're playing with blah, 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 all these six characters. We got to play with those. You know what I'm saying? That's stupid. Yep. Just like when I'm playing a game and, and I'm trying to defend a payload and people are trying to play. I don't know. Maybe they do this. I don't watch the esports. But it's like they'll set up meters and meters away from the payload giving them that free space hoping to hold them where they're setting up instead of getting to the payload as a team and just not having that thing move and it so, pisses me off because it's you you have so much opportunity to do other things you know like with moira you know how many times how many games i've won by saying hey guys I don't give a fuck. I'm flanking. I'm going to phase through this whole fucking control point, this choke point, and get the whole team to turn around and pull them off it. And it works every fucking time, yeah. you know? But no, everybody else on the team is like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's just sit here and waste our time. And it's that, and that's how you can tell Overwatch is childish right now, and it's being overrun by children because they're not thinking like that. So the... the, the so... On the pro scene, it's like 100% communication. So if you do what they call it, like the, the thing that you were talking about where it was like a bastion on the on the cart with the right. Arista, and, uh, they call that pirate ship. The, the meme thing for that is called a pirate ship. All right. That wouldn't work in the Overwatch League because of the communication aspect. Right. Like they would switch heroes, they'd counter it, 
you know, Diva, but, Winston, dive in. That shit only really works like online. But it, what, where there's see, no communication. But see, the thing is, is it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's a communication thing, but it's not. It's not just communication because I can communicate what it is. Is when you're looking at the pros, these teams have a leader, right? They have yeah, one person that they're they have a team captain, someone yep. who's saying, "Okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. You cover this person." It's, blah, yeah, it's let's the do shot this. caller. That does not happen online because if I go online and I give everybody the the opportunity, hey guys, go look at my stats with Moira, go look at what I do, and then and and now listen to me and let's do this and we will win. No one's gonna listen. Everybody wants to be a leader because they're all children and they don't know how to play as a team. The the problem, like I get it with Anna all the time. Like I I play Anna and is like my main, I guess. And she's the one who I take into competitive and I do it with her all the time. Like I'm in the back or up top and I'm popping in heels and I see a Reaper come around and it's like guys Reaper on the left. And then like everybody just blindfold straight. It's like guys Reaper on the left mm-hmm. and Dude, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, they don't. And then he comes in, kills the whole team. It's like, why didn't anybody call the Reaper? Dude, you really? know how many, how many <laughs> games I've played when we're like, I would make calls. I'm like, do this, do this. Or dude, I always give someone else a chance. If they're like gonna make calls or they want to make plays, I'll do it. Make a make a play. I'll fucking follow through. But yep. these people make make choices like, all right, we got to get to the payload. Hey, let's push this. And then you're like, okay. And then you find where that person is, and they're fucking like in the back, not not the even other, near so you. It's a fucking spawn, Genji just hanging out. You're yeah, like, I mean, and, and it's the whole case of everyone wants to be DPS because yep. you rank up fastest, and they don't want to listen to anybody. Because they're children. From what from what I've noticed in my experience playing competitive, like I've been playing since season one. I have like fifteen hundred yeah. hours in this game. I've been playing since season one. And I've I'm in like plat. I'm I'm a little bit above average, but not like enormously above average. And from what I've noticed from my time playing this, bronze, silver gold plat your tanks are carrying your damage you're gonna get that one dps guy who comes in who can actually do his job most of the time your tanks are carrying your damage yeah and everything above that is dps because in those lower kind of srs dps they 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 pick their one hero they play their widow they stand as far away from the payload as they possibly can, and they're like, "Hey guys, look, I have gold elims. I got a headshot." You know. Meanwhile, the Reinhardt's in the front with the, you know, the gold elims. The yeah. he just hit a wicked good hammer strike, wiped out the whole team, and that's, that's see, who I'm feeling. That's the thing. If, <laughs> if anyone comes to me and they're like, "Oh, you play Overwatch?" I'm like, "Yeah." What rank are you? I'm like, "Oh, I'm pretty gold. I'm like almost plat. You know, whatever. I'm I'm good with everybody." Um, and then they'll be like, oh man, I'm fucking diamond. They don't even have to say one more word. And I can be like, dude, you're a one trick. You play one character and it's DPS. (laughs) And and that is a hundred percent how it is. So, you know what? Go ahead and be a diamond DPS because I guarantee if they took your character out of the fucking game, you're nothing. And that's the issue. Like what happens? Remember they took Hammond out for a little bit. What if they took these people's characters out for a little bit? They'd be fucked. They would be nothing and exposed. That's what Smurf accounts are for. It's because they don't want to ruin this fake 
diamond thing that they have going on. So then they'll try out everybody else and only play that character when they're with their perfect team that, you know what I'm saying? Like look look at look at for the longest time there where Tracer was like meta. Yes. No matter <laughs> what the meta was, it was Tracer. Tracer yep. was always top DPS. And then all of a sudden they nerfed Tracer and Tracer wasn't top DPS anymore. And now you had all of these like Tracer one tricks going shit. Mhm. I don't know Hanzo, who to play. Same with Hanzo. <laughs> Um, you see Hanzo, all the fucking Hanzo players for a while, when they made that switch, dude, Hanzo was gone. Like it was like ghost town in Hanzo world because yep. you know, all those people and you see them in, in the kill shots. The only way they kill people is with the scatter shot to the ground. That's yep. it. They weren't doing anything. Now it's the actual good Hanzo. Yes. Well, I will. Dude, I, since they've, Hanzo. since they've changed him, I have never once been like fucking cheap ass Hanzo. Because nope, I know never. you need skill now. If, yep. if Hanzo fucking hits me and kills me as any character, bless your heart, Hanzo. It was a good Hanzo. Yep. Um, but that's the thing, too. Um, look, we can go on about this forever, Overwatch. but there's one, there's one Overwatch thing that I do want to get into, and it is this um, story that's being written, this novel. And it is kind of stupid in my eyes um you know about it right obviously yeah it's uh you're talking about the the the, uh the the adult the the young adult tie-in novel right Mm -hmm. okay so uh, number one i mean this is another thing that adds to the throwaway it's like hey let's just All right, wait. It's lore for the sake of having lore. Okay, let's get your opinion because you're you're a little happier about Overwatch these days than I am. But so, what's your opinion on this? What do you think about this? I think from like, uh, this is fucking stupid. I don't know why they're doing this. It's okay. Look, it's lore, (laughs) and we love lore. Like I always love watching the videos and the little short stories and keeping up with the lore of Overwatch. But this is really stupid. Because this, first of all, it's a young adult book. Good for you. It, it's it's a huge a huge property, Overwatch, that they seem to just throw to some quote unquote no name author to make a child's book, which will be published by Scholastic and probably found in your child's school fair. Um, but then they're like, hey, we're gonna make it about Effie. The creator of Orisa, a character that's not in the game, uh, a character that barely has any impression. So it's kind of like, hey, here, have Overwatch, but don't you dare write about any of our good characters. And that's my whole thing. Like, if this was about an actual character, like an actual character, yes, I would care. But it's it's about Effie. And like, yeah, like she was in there when Orisa debuted and then... That was it. Yeah. In fact, if you've if you've walked around Numbani at all, like all of the big like wall scrolls they had of her are all taken down. So oh, even the oh, game yeah, doesn't even, even recognize yeah. her anymore. <laughs> so she was just there for the sake of why Arissa exists. She was there for the sake girl. of why Arissa exists. Um but then so they're taking they're making an origin story of this girl um who creates tech and and she is creating Orisa and they're pitching or making the story like Orisa is the the anti doom fist of all the heroes and all the humans they're making the 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 the, the person who is supposed to be the neo of Overwatch is going to be Orisa to take down 
Doomfist. And the um, funny part is, is Arista doesn't even counter Doomfist. Right. So, <laughs> and, and and the funnier thing is, Doomfist annihilated a lot of Arisas already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to get the fist or whatever. So yeah, the the gauntlet. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense in any kind of way. I, I don't see. This is one of those things where you don't need to. Wa- you don't need to read this to know, or it, it's not going to change anything. Lucio's in it. Doomfist is in it. Effie's in it. it it's something called. What do they call the genre? Af Afrotech, Afrotech, something. It's pretty much like um, it, it just reminds me of uh, the Black Panther. It's just like having Shuri there working yeah. on Vision. It's the same thing. It's like it doesn't even seem original anymore because that we we already have that. If I want to see a story kind of like that, I'll go to Wakanda forever. I think what we should do, this is a great like game fix show opportunity. What we should do is when this comes out, we should get a copy of it, have your daughter read it, and then do a review on it. Oh, yeah, because my daughter does like Overwatch. There you go. Hmm, very we'll good idea. We'll have on the show. She can sit <laughs> here and do a review. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why you're the producer, man. David's not the only idea person, man. I get a few every now and then, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Um, I I don't I don't know when this book comes out. Um, and really like twenty twenty. It's that's that's what I've been seeing. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm except for that idea that you just had. I am in no way yeah. at all like at all interested. I mean, f- something like this. If you're gonna do something like this, at least get something cool. Like maybe make it a well known author. Um, you know, uh, an author, maybe not to say she's not known, she's known in her handful of niche people that read her books, you know, not if like someone George huge. R. R. Martin wrote this, I would care. Yes. And even though I don't like Game of Thrones, the fact that someone that big would have wrote the story would have made more of an impact, even if it wasn't a canon story. I know that there would have been some sort of depth and, and notoriety. Not- not- somebody ride. is going to die. And someone's <laughs> gonna die. We need death. This this book that's gonna come out, no one's gonna die. In no. fact, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the book doesn't end with Doomfist and Effie being friends and having tea with Arissa on Arissa's back. Oh, that's that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough Overwatch. Moving on. Right. <laughs> I wish we're not an Overwatch podcast. It just it just sounds like that. <laughs> Are we a Nintendo podcast? That's kind of the two things we do talk about a lot is Overwatch and Nintendo. It's weird. Um, okay, so let's talk some Nintendo. Let's talk some Nintendo. Um, Kirby. Now, you know about this because I, I know, obviously, I know who Kirby is. Um, but I don't know any of why Kirby is um, or, or any of that. So um, I'm going to let you take this one. Huh. So um, Jack Kirby, the longtime Nintendo attorney, uh, passed away last Wednesday at the age of 79. Um, his, his name is the reason why Kirby has his name. It was sort of like, it, it was Nintendo's way of thanking him for getting them out, for him getting Nintendo out of a copyright case back in 1984. You see, how Donkey ironic. Kong. Okay, go ahead. So, Donkey Kong. everybody knows who donkey kong is Mm -hmm. um universal kind of took offense to nintendo using donkey kong because he was similar to Mm -hmm. king kong i remember 
and they took Nintendo to court for copyright infringement and they lost Universal lost to Nintendo because it's Nintendo and uh, because of that uh, Jack Kirby was the one who uh, well John Kirby sorry I called him Jack Kirby I don't know why whatever that's the John Kirby John Kirby was the one who defended Nintendo in the lawsuit and as a thank you they named a little pink marshmallow that sucks stuff in after him. Well, back then, Nintendo, they weren't the Nintendo we are now. I mean, back then, Universal was way bigger than Nintendo. So for him to do this, deserve the commendation. Yeah, commendation. definitely. Like, Nintendo was like the up-and-coming, not like the up-and-coming, but like, they, they weren't as huge as they are now. Yeah, they... Like, they, they started, just started to get into video games, just started to break into them in the West. Because, like, this was after the crash, like, after the Atari crash and yeah. all of that. Nintendo came in with the NES, and they had Donkey Kong. And Universal's like, hey, that looks like King Kong. And Nintendo's like, no, see, he has a tie. He's completely different. And he's not a... He's, he, in perspective, he's only, like, three times bigger than a human, not, like, a hundred. Exactly. And he was around way before... Like, they created Donkey Kong way before they created the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, because he was in the arcade and stuff like that. So, well, I, I think it's ironic that so this is a lawyer who who stopped them from copyright infringement. Which, yeah. if you want to put it in any kind of terms, it's taking someone's property and making it your own. Uh, and Kirby, as a character, goes around sucking up enemies and making them his own, taking their powers, copyright infringing their abilities. I see what you did there. <laughs> so that makes sense, and it's complete irony. And now, now I kind of respect that. Yeah, I, uh, I tip my hat to them. That was, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, and and you know what? That's Kirby was one of my favorite because the only Smash Brothers I really got into was the first one on Nintendo sixty four, and Kirby was always my favorite one to see what he would do when he would eat certain characters, like what abilities he would get. Yeah, because he always stole an ability. Yeah. And that was always great. Um, yeah, very cool. So, yeah, he passed away at 79. So, rest in peace, John Kirby. Like, you you kind of made Nintendo what they are. Yeah. I think they need uh, a new Kirby game and not Kirby's Yarn or whatever it's called. Yeah, I want, like, I think it's time for an actual legitimate, need, like, Kirby game. Yeah, they need to make, I think they should make kirby but lose all the child shit make him grown up like it's hard to make a pink ball like adulty but the only reason i was even into kirby and i think most people were was the fact that like you did absorb people's abilities now if you did that kind of like it'd be like having a campaign game and you're shang sung yeah that's probably why i like shang sung so much because he's basically kirby yeah copyright infringement nintendo should sue netherrealm <laughs> Shang Tsung is just a humanized version of Kirby. He doesn't suck them though. He just sort of changes. He could. He does kind of when he does his ability. Like he has the ability that he yeah just that, sucks that them. soul sucking thing, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yes, you it do. could be a stretch. It'd be interesting though. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's. There's a uh, you want to send me into more lawyer stuff. What'd you say? 
you want to segue into more lawyer stuff? What kind of lawyer stuff you got? So, uh, apparently, Fortnite is being sued again. Oh, yay. <laughs> this time, uh, they're being compared to cocaine. The energy drink? No, no, no. The drug, I would imagine. Uh, that would be Coca-Cola. And no. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, uh, a team of lawyers are taking Epic to court because their game is causing children to be addicted to it and spend all of their mommy and daddy's credit card money. Uh, this this is nonsense. It's going to get thrown out. That's my opinion. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what do you think, man? Do you think you think this holds any water whatsoever? Um, uh, just a little bit, because it, when you come when it comes to a game that is free to play, and when it comes to Epic, um, I don't, I, I don't trust anything that they do in the sense of being for the people, no matter what anyone says about their tree planting endeavors and all whatever it is, and and. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, there's there is a reason why people like me and you, and, and I I don't even want to say adults, just people like maybe logical or I don't know. We think the game of Fortnite is pretty just humdrum. It's just okay. a, a team deathmatch with no respawn. It's it's just yeah. a dumb game after you play it and get used to it, whatever. Not to mention that it's free. So there's got to be something about the game that is making people continuously play it. And I'm telling you from real life experience, I have a group of friends that I work with that used to play it all the time when it came out. Oh, Fortnite this, Fortnite that. I'm like, whatever, I'll try playing. I played with them a little bit, whatever. Then they got out of it, started playing things like Overwatch with me, PUBG, uh, Apex Legends. And then they got back into it and haven't left. While they weren't playing it, they understood and recognized that it was kind of a dumb game. Yet they still continuously play it. Kids still continuously play it. People that are adults dump way more money than the game's even worth into the game. Something about it is, I mean, it, it, without, a sh without a doubt, it, it's made and programmed to be addictive. There's no, there's no way that it's not. All of these, all of these games kind of are though. Like that's kind of the whole purpose of it. Like they want us to continue playing. They want us to spend money. They want us to buy the next game that comes out. They want us to buy all of the like the DLC and right. all of the horse armor and like everything they release. So the whole premise of it, this industry wouldn't exist if there weren't people like me who put fifteen hundred hours in Overwatch. Like right. this but industry would be dead. But, but but you have to understand that you're you're talking about a game like Overwatch, which even I've put hundred, I've put more time in Overwatch than any game in my entire life. I play video games every single day of my life. Addicted to video games, possibly. Addicted yeah. to one one game, never. Um, and games like Overwatch, they're they're good games, and they don't need us to spend money to keep enjoying them. Games like Fortnite, if you don't do the seasons and you don't put that money down and get the you're exclusive losing out weapons, on stuff. you're just yeah, you're just playing a dumb fucking game that goes yeah. nowhere. So there's you, they don't even let you progress without paying money. Um, so 
they make it they make it so you have to pay money like there's a difference between a good game that you play all the time spider-man i played that game till i beat it i played it over playing overwatch i i love that game i would play it for as long as it would let me but if i had to spend money just to progress or just to get different skins or different abilities i would not i would i would have stopped playing it immediately once i hit that wall so yeah. what are they going to so they have to make a way in order look it's pretty much they they've changed replay value from quality to quantity maybe it might that that might fit this but instead of making a really and I accuse Dark Souls of the same thing instead of making a really good game that's genuinely tra, genuinely challenging they make a medium sized game and make it impossible to pretty much progress uh, 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 just so their game lasts longer. So you're like, oh man, I've been playing Dark Souls for like three months, but you've gone nowhere because you can't beat the game because they made it that hard. If I was like, oh dude, I've been playing Spider-Man or I've been playing Red Dead Redemption for three months. I'm level this. I've gotten all this complete. I have all this gear. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. can keep playing the game because they keep supporting it. I I think the the, the Fortnite the Fortnite addiction which which is actually officially recognized now like gaming disorder has been officially recognized by the world health organization so yeah. gaming gaming addiction is an actual thing uh i think i think fortnite is just it's it's sort of the always on kind of gaming that we're going to like it's no longer single player story driven like you go from a to b that's the game it's this constant content that you're being thrown at and if you don't play that constant content then you're going to be left behind everybody else yeah but and, and that's the i think fortnite i think fortnite kind of gets into that like they kind of hook you into that like oh if i don't get battle pass 10 then i'm not going to get the cool outfit and the dog backpack and you know, yeah, and then like everybody's gonna have it, and I'm not gonna have it, and no, I gotta buy it, I gotta buy it, I gotta buy it. I think that's kind of like, I think that's what they're doing, and I, I mean, it's working for them. I don't see it lasting. Yeah, but I that's... think eventually people are going to get smarter, and they're gonna go. You know what? Like, but James, I've been playing this game for X amount of years, and I've missed all of this other stuff. Dude, I'm but it done. hasn't. It hasn't happened, and you ex you explained it hasn't happened it. yet. You explained why why this is because like the, cocaine. Yeah, because yeah, they the found something that people like in a day and age that we're living in, where it's just for some stupid reason popularity matters. It doesn't convert to to money, but popularity matters. Being the one with everything matters. Being exclusivity and limited edition and rare, that all means something in life. Yep. And what Fortnite did was they took that and it's they're unfairly exploiting it. Yeah, they, there are no rules against it. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Um but they're doing it maliciously. People like Overwatch. Overwatch will release the Mercy Pink skin. $15. If you don't buy it now, you'll never have it. But guess what? That $15 is going to help cancer. You Fresh know what I'm saying? Yep. It's going to a good cause. Hey, here's the the eSports skins that cost real money. But guess what? That money you pay for those skins is going towards those teams to help them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Fortnite, they're not doing that. And not only are they not doing it, they're 
purposely saying, hey, guess what? Here's this really cool skin that, ignore the fact that it was ripped off from another game. It's very similar to whatever is hot and now. But you have to pay this much. You have to do this. And if you don't do it, gone. Same with the emotes. You know how disappointed my daughter was when I was like, all right, here's $5. Go get the emote you want. And she couldn't find it. And there is no list. It's just get it now or not. That works sometimes, but it's not fair when that's what your game is. Yeah. If I pay for a game like Anthem or The Division or Destiny, I paid for that game. Now, I know that I'm going to be able to play that entire game no matter what. I'm going to have be able to earn everything without paying a dime. Now, they could add a limited edition thing, like a certain skin that I'm going to have to buy for $10 to have. But they'll do it not every fucking week and not enough to where if I don't buy anything, I have nothing. And that's what Fortnite's doing. If you don't buy this stuff, you're going to have nothing. It's not even like you're going to, on the side, be getting different stuff, like on Overwatch. You'll be getting skins, but, you know, I have the Demon Hunter skin for Sombra. No one will ever be able to get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you have have it, it's gone. But, if I didn't have it, or if you don't have it, you're still getting skins. You're still stuff. You know what I'm saying? Fortnite, yeah, no, it's I'm, like, I'm with you. like if I log into Fortnite right now, I have green top, brown bottom. That's it, because I haven't spent any money. And yeah, that's you haven't bought what's the battle stupid. Pass. I haven't bought the battle pass. But either way, like that's the point. And that's why I can see, dude, look, I don't agree with this mental illness, video games. Liking something enough to do it all the time does not make it addicting. And if it does then I'm addicted to a lot more than video games and I'm addicted to eating and I'm addicted to sitting on my couch with my hand down my pants. You know, like I don't believe in this stuff, but because it is what it is now and it has been recognized by who gives a fuck. um, We have to go ahead and assume that these lawyers are going to use this now and they're going to be like, look, you guys have already said that this is a mental illness and add the fact that you're doing this to people who are experiencing this mental illness it could be a problem for Fortnite. Well, they're doing it to kids. That's that's the whole basis of the argument is the fact that they're targeting children. Yes. yes. With this. And it's like smoking. You you would never if if you're over the age of 21 and out of high school, you would try like if you're if yeah, you would try Fortnite. See what it is. That's it. Done realize that there's a lot more out there and there's a lot more out there that's worth your money. And in fact, you would probably automatically value games you pay for as better than games that are free, like I do. Um, But if you're in high school, like that's when you're going to get addicted to these games, just like that's when you're going to get addicted to smoking. No one out of high school and in college is going to pick up smoking. Nobody. Because it's stupid and it tastes like shit. That's kind of what's going on here. And eventually, if Fortnite keeps this shit up, it's going to be a problem because they have to. They Now they have to up their game because there's games like uh, on your side, they're, they're ignoring the, the game now that's overtaking Fortnite, and that's Minecraft. No one's going after Minecraft saying, why are all these people playing blah, blah, blah. Um, but then again, Minecraft also isn't raping you and making you pay all this money. In fact, most of the cool stuff and the mods are free. Yep. All the, they're all like so, community created content and that's what's happening so and then you have all these other games around Fortnite that are like getting rid of loot boxes they don't want to even worry about if, if they become illegal they don't want to have to change their game look at Battlefront like all the shit they went through you think they're going to do that? like they're going to change their ways so 
if Fortnite is the last one doing this, you goddamn right they're going to end up in court and they're going to eventually lose because no one else is around doing that anymore. Everybody has given it up except for Fortnite. Well, Apex Apex has started to do it now. Apex, yes, but you have to understand with Apex, Apex does it because that genre has to compete and that's what yeah. that genre does. But Apex, Apex they have um, they, they are a, a huge they're respawn and and it's actually a titanfall game so i mean with apex i mean i don't think people are as addicted because again with apex you without spending any money you can still earn the characters you could play more than one character off the bat you get way more abilities and all that stuff for your money which is nothing i think that's the inherent difference is the fact that in fortnite it's one character and a bunch of skins in apex it's not one character it's actual like multiple characters right and a lot of them are just unlocked except for what three yeah but yeah and then you can pay the money and do their battle pass and get all these cool little skins and and stuff but you don't have to and if you don't you still have characters and abilities and it's still a fun game to an extent i already got tired of it the the but the battle pass doesn't affect the overall game where Fortnite kind of does. Oh yeah, no matter what they say, like skins affect the game. Like if I'm standing against a tree and I'm dressed in all brown and you're a sniper, guess what? I have an advantage right there. No matter what anyone says, that's an advantage. If you're wearing a pink bunny suit, yeah, that's a disadvantage if you're walking through a green field, obviously. So the firm the firm said I'm just gonna read off quickly what the firm said. The firm compared Overwatch to cocaine and tobacco. They said, knowingly put on the market a very, very addictive game, which also is geared towards youth. So it's like they're, they're being called out for just targeting kids in this. Yeah. Just like the tobacco industry targeted kids and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I see this. I, I don't. I see it going to court. But I don't see anything coming about it. Yeah. Because right now it's just two parents. I think if more people jumped onto this, it may we may see more out of it. But as of right now, I don't really think Epic is kind of worried about this. Yeah. But it could start it could start the domino effect and there could be more and more coming out. Hmm. Like you think this is going to change the way Epic does this, or you think Epic's is not going to care? Look, look what happened to uh, EA and Battlefront. Enough people do make a difference. And again, if they're the only ones doing this, and they're the only target, eventually something's going to happen. I mean, they, they've they avoided a lot. So, I mean, who knows? They've got tons of money. They're doing a lot of big things. Launcher and, you know. And part do of it could think- be just malicious jealousy. Do you yeah? Do you, do you think like Fortnite is because as we've said, like other companies also have do, do this? Do you think Fortnite's being targeted just because it's popular and it's kind of the thing? Um, I, well, yeah, because that's what most kids are playing. I think it's yeah. just it has to be because if it, it that's the reason. Like if whatever the you know, like if the kids are all smoking weed, then you got to blame the weed. You can't blame the coke that they do every once in a while yeah you gotta blame so the is thing. This, so, this is probably gonna trickle down to everything else you think yeah i think that 
it's easier for people to jump on board and be like, yeah, fuck them because it's Fortnite. But I mean, the issue is Fortnite. Absolutely. It's what I mean, the the memes and everything out there about parents hating Fortnite, that's not for nothing, because I'm, I'm sure that parents don't give a shit about Fortnite unless it's affecting their life. You know, unless their kid steals their credit card and spends twenty thousand exactly. dollars on emotes, and you know, and, and it's weird because you know people had this problem with cell phones and and kids doing that, and we hear the stories, and and you know they get their money back, and then, then there's precautions on phones that don't let kids do that, and there are on consoles, they're a little harder to access, but Fortnite itself could be responsible and put those kind of precautions into place into its own game, but it doesn't because it, it can't. You know what I'm saying? Like it, no, it wants that to happen. It wants these kids to steal their parents' credit credit cards and dump it into their game. Yeah, I agree. But on the other hand, I think that they're really pushing this launcher and getting these exclusives because they know themselves that this can't last. It's not going to last forever. forever, and this Fortnite train is going to come to a halt. Um, and they want to build the base behind it. Dude, who knows? Which is smart. Maybe their fixing of this is going to be putting out a Fortnite 2, not free to play. Got to pay for it right off the bat. That's what they should do. Get rid of all the controversy. Do it like Overwatch. Pay 60 bucks. Have a legit game. You know. Do a Fed every three then months can, or something. Then you can keep and... the loot boxes, but people don't have to buy them. And if they do, then that's totally their problem. If you have a fair game, you know, no one's going to be like, oh, my kid spent all this money on Overwatch skins. Because the kid's probably like, like my kid never does that. She's like, oh, I'll just earn them myself. You know, why buy loot boxes? Yep. Oh, All right. That's enough Fortnite. Do you have anything? Um, I know yeah. you've got something. I've got something very kind of cool. Um, two VR stories. One of them is um, Xbox. Uh, there's a patent that was discovered uh, for a virtually virtual reality mat that Xbox is working on, which actually seems kind of cool um for one it means that they've actually shifted their their focus on vr and maybe have decided ar is not really the best thing to do in a gamer's world um but this mat is just like it looks okay it looks a little inconvenient and it's pretty much like dedicating a spot of your room for um like room scale vr you know how you know it was with, like the connect you needed to to move stuff so it could get into it yeah but but you know like if you have if you're playing on the oculus and you play certain games you can actually have it you know do the room room scaling is that what it's called i don't know why i can't even think about it but when you know you can walk around um because it'll measure your walls and it'll implement it in the game so you won't bump into a wall because the wall in the game is the wall in your room you have to move everything out of the way, though, to do that. Well, what this mat yeah. is doing is pretty much, you know, you're going to have to move your couch or whatever the space is of the mat. But it's got like a ridge going around the outside of it. It's almost like a carpet. Um, and it's meant for, you know, when you hit that ridge, you, you feel it on your foot. So you'll know that you're at the edge because otherwise you can't bump into a wall. You don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's not in the game as, you know, with a room scale you need something else to say, hey, you're about to get out of the range of where you're supposed to be. I can only imagine that would work using, you know, feeling a bump on your heel unless you step over it somehow. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the patent and yeah, I can see it. It's like it's like a rug. Well, it looks like a rug. It's not a rug. It's a rug, but it has like it has like a like a frame around it mm-hmm. where like the, 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 the lip is. And if you step out of that it probably communicates something to you in the headset that, hey, you're 
walking yeah. too far out or but even just feeling that on your foot like so if you're playing like any game in uh, if i play any vr game and i take a few steps like it won't say i'm out of you know the vr camera like I, some of the games i can take a good couple steps and still be playing the game like i'm actually moving um but there's nothing that's gonna stop me like if i am playing blood and truth and there's a wall in front of me i could take a step forward in real life end up through that wall in the game like you know what i'm saying like just yeah through the wall nothing's gonna tell me i'm not even gonna know that i'm through the wall until the screen goes black and i'm like oops i went through my border you know i went out or I'm about to swing a sword at someone and I end up hitting a lamp. You know, like that. there's nothing that could really tell you that. Even room scaling, like you would see the wall, but nothing's going to stop me from running through that wall. Yep. Um, so if it's not visual or audible, like I think the next step would be just feeling it with your foot. You'd have to play with, with socks on. Um, I don't know. I'm more excited the fact that they're focusing on VR. You know, I mean, I know that they have the new one's going to have the port for the Oculus. Yeah. I think this is going to be a Scarlet thing. I don't, I don't think we're going to see this, this gen. We might not see it at all. Cause it's just a patent, but yeah. I don't think we're going to see it this gen. I think it's going to be for Scarlet. I think it's going to be a next gen thing. And like the, the patent shows the connects. I thought Microsoft abandoned the connect. It's not going to be the connect. It's going to be because look, if they're going to do VR, um, I think they're using the connect just because it's their property and it's, they could, I guess, but from what they said, the, the next one, the Scarlet is going to actually be compatible with the Oculus. So I, it's like, they're going to cool. push their via their VR onto another company and let them worry about it. And we'll just yeah. you can use our machine to play it. Um, I would have to say that putting this mat out as soon as possible. I mean, not, not for, it's not, it can't work for this gen. This one doesn't yeah. have the VR. Um, but doing this, they, they should definitely do this because the, the missing key to VR is walking and moving Space. like mobility. Yep. Um, and that is what nobody has really nailed. Um, so just they got to do it and see what happens because that's one step. Like room scaling is one thing and then this mat is almost the same thing. But like they yeah, got to do this it. This takes it to another level. The mat kind of takes that room scaling to another level. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, I hope Microsoft getting into VR in of itself is good because they. I mean, even Nintendo has like a little gimmicky VR thing, but yeah. it's it's done, VR. Three D. They have a three D part. Yeah, like Microsoft has kind of been out this generation in terms of VR. So I think them th this shows them kind of jumping in with two feet. Like, you know what? If we're gonna do it, then we're going to kind of go all out on this and we're going to do like Matt and the headset and well, oh, you know all what? The money. there's already a VR. We're going to do Oculus. We'll just do Oculus. They lost so much money already by not jumping on that. And while PlayStation's like, Hey, we're going to focus on VR. Even if it's a lower quality, we're going to do it. And we've got yeah. publishers down to back us up. Xbox is in the corner. Like, Oh, HoloLens. Let's do augmented reality. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's not working for video games. Kinect's not working for video games. Let's spin it as something that can be used all over the place in doctor's offices and shit yeah good luck whatever dude yeah yeah um, the, the the augmented reality thing was it was interesting but I, that that has no actual like practical terms and like gaming like you know how, what they did with that they took the minecraft aspect that they were trying to implement into that into the hololens and just made that app 
Because oh, that app it? is really what the HoloLens was supposed to be doing. Oh, that's dumb. Oh. This, this good. This is good. This could be good for them. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see Microsoft like do something with it next gen. They should. Like next gen's right around the corner. Like it's scary, isn't it? Yeah. New games are coming out. Like I hope next gen's not gonna ha gonna be like this half gen that we just did, where you know we've got the Pro and the Xbox One X nothing exclusive for them so there's no reason to buy them it sounds like the next generation might work out where it's going to be a gradual thing because we're still supposed to be getting the new avengers game next year the avengers cyberpunk. vr cyberpunk all these games coming out in 2020 yet at the end of 2020 we get new consoles so i mean that seems like a waste of money because people like nintendo will hold off and just release it on their next console yeah. um so I don't know. Um, I, I think they'll probably do like the Grand Theft Auto Five thing, where it was like, yeah, it was on PS3 and 360, and then, and then yeah. when the next gen came out, they just ported them over and made them look prettier. Mm. So that's probably you. You know, if if Cyberpunk is going to be as huge as like everybody thinks it's going to be, that's definitely getting ported to next gen. Definitely will go to next gen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, one more VR thing. It it turns out me and Spanish talked a, a lot about how Telltale is is done, and uh, mainly the Walking Dead series uh, was kind of unfinished, but then f quickly finished because of this, and it was just up in the air the future of just Telltale in general. And one of the things that we mentioned was that Telltale games would work really well in VR. Yep. Um, the point and click bullshit, like like even I would play a Telltale game in VR. Um, well, it turns out that the next Walking Dead game is in VR, and it's called Saints and Sinners. Though the the trailer shows zero gameplay from the cinematics that we have seen, it it seems to me like this could be a Telltale type game in VR. You can't have too much action. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, I doubt this does. Um, it seems like it's going to be one of those games, especially because Walking Dead's more about the emotional ride as opposed to all the action that a game like Arizona Sunshine is about. You know? Like, it's about just the struggles of not only zombies, but other humans, you know? And finding and, and befriending somebody and then them just dying all of a sudden. Um... So, I don't know. There's a chance that, Spanish, if you're listening, that we might have been right about this. And VR, Telltale, I mean... I think something I think something along the lines of Telltale or even um, those that Detroit become human. Oh, I right. think games like that would work very well. Oh, yeah. VR. Yeah, like, definitely. Very well in VR. Detroit would be perfect in VR because yeah. of the fact that you have to like look for clues and stuff like that. It would, yeah. it would be cool because it's still keeping you kind of on the rails and like a game like blood and truth works because you have freedom to look and do things, but you can't just go anywhere. And that's cool because it takes you where you need to go. So you don't have that vertigo and you don't get the, I don't know, it's just, it's just, well, it, it says it's going to have, it's going to have, parts action and then parts exploration so i would imagine the action might be like not on rails but something kind of similar to it like you're in one spot defend defend the yeah. house stand by a window exactly. and, shoot guys. and then like the exploration might be you walking around 
like your little area just exploring the environment yeah so interesting i think this is going to be a good take on it and i think it's something good for just vr in general yeah like it would be good because they're, they're trying to really push this outside of vr gaming there's the whole vr experience and a lot of companies are trying stuff and trying like to get more people to like participate in these experiences um and i think this is the perfect way because the experiences if you don't have enough to do it's kind of just like a movie that semi makes you nauseous watching it and so many games i played even now like i'll play games and like the characters are talking to me and i just want to talk to them and 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 i'll find myself moving to gestures you know as if i'm the one talking to them um that'd be really cool that's what i'm waiting for I'm waiting for the actual, like, Sword Art Online augmented reality where you're in the game as an avatar. When we get that, then I will care about VR. Outside of that, I don't care. Well, (laughs) only, um, what, only Oculus? And what's the the other one, Vive? Vive? Yeah. The Vive is the, the phone one. Okay, so Gear. Gear VR. Yeah, maybe Gear. Okay, those they have the advantage because they have the camera front and back. And that's why people who on PC stream and record gameplay playing Beat Saber, you see them in the game because the back camera behind them can be filmed capturing them, them while the other one captures the in-game and all your movements. Well, that's cool. Um, Close. We're getting there. Yeah, we almost. have probably another 10 years, but we're getting there. Uh, baby steps, Verlaine. We're going to have baby steps. Dead by the time that happens. <laughs> um, all right. Now we're just some... going to be really old. <laughs> we won't even be able to play. <laughs> That's going to be so sad when it's like perfect right? and I'm like blind and I can't walk. Uh... See, the good part is, though, is like when we're really old. Like we're gonna be in the nursing homes, like playing Magic the Gathering and shit. Hell yeah! Not not like cribbage or any of that. It's gonna be like Magic the Gathering and video games. <laughs> and and video there. games, yeah. Hell we're yeah. gonna have our our PlayStation three thousand sitting on the <laughs> TV and <laughs> we'll be playing Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> um. All right. How about we do some movie news? Unless there's anything else that you need to bring up. No. No, let's let's jump into some movie news. All right, um, let's let's do the Joker first because I have probably less to say about it. So um, yeah, you want me to go? You no, can do it. No, no, no. All right. This so <laughs> Joker, the Joker opened on Friday. Well, it's actually more like Thursday because they come out on Thursday now, apparently. Yeah. Uh so the Joker came out last weekend to an absolutely huge box office. Uh, it set the record for an opening film at uh, $93.5 million, which is huge. Like, especially for a film like this, and it being a DC film is yeah. even more out there. <laughs> DC, don't do superhero stuff, man, which is weird. If DC it, stays it, away from comics, they're good. Right? Like, so... Uh, million in the U.S., 140.5 million overseas. It had a huge launch in China. Uh, It it topped Venom, which only did 80.3 million in October. 
So, like, the Joker is the single biggest October box office movie ever. <laughs> Have you? Are you going to go see it? I do plan on going to see it. I can't this week because I like this weekend because I'm going to be away. But I do, I do plan on it. It does. I've. <laughs> So all the critics are like, this movie's amazing. Like, everybody has to see this movie. And then, like, hearing people who have seen it, they're like, yeah, like, it's good. Like, Joaquin Phoenix was good. But, like, it didn't really feel like a Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, you got to think, if all of these movie critics are praising it, then it's... I mean, look, I know that it's something that I don't want to watch because these movie critics are the ones that praise all these Academy Award winning movies that suck, that are that may not suck if you're a vagina and have no imagination and love just dwelling in sadness. But for people that like action, sci-fi, originality, like imagination, um, it, the movie's probably not going to be up my alley. Like my, so my, my whole thing is like, Critics don't like, like, your average, like, big critic, like, movie, not your YouTube critic, your actual, like, movie yeah, critic. Right. They don't like superhero movies. They liked Black Panther, but other than that, they don't really like superhero movies. Do you know why? Because they just don't get it. It's because, no, it's because it's, it's, they're trying to be PC. The only, listen, the only superhero movies that have ever gotten any kind of, uh, any kind of notary notarization uh, notoriety notoriety at the academy awards is black panther and batman the one where heath ledger died why yes heath ledger died that's the reason and black panther is all just you know minorities black people it's their superhero movie those are the two reasons as shallow and crass as it may seem that is why when these critics say a movie is good, I probably won't like it. Not saying it's not good. I probably won't like it. And that's also not saying that I didn't like Black Panther and that I didn't like, you know, any of the other movies, uh, Batman Begins or whatever it was. But that's why. I mean, and it's so obvious. Like, Wonder Woman should have been up there. You know, like, any of them. Because, look, Endgame yeah, was Woman the Yeah, Wonder Woman was really good, and it got really nothing. Endgame was one of the... It was probably the biggest movie in our entire lives. And is you think it's going to even show up in the awards, in the Oscars? Maybe best cinematography. And, but like, let me tell you, but anyone who has seen anyone who has seen that and anyone who has grown up watching all of these Marvel movies could say, you know what? Fucking Robert Downey Jr. deserves a fucking Oscar for being Tony Stark, if anything, in Endgame. That dude in every one of these superhero movies is a great actor like he's emotional crying sadness confusion anger not just like these dc flicks where you got monotone batman monotone super or wonder woman monotone aquaman slightly sarcastic flash and then superman who has no brain you know like there's a difference so definitely they should be looking at these movies but i guess that's not the point so uh, I want to I want to point movie. out that uh, on Rotten Tomato on Rotten Tomato right now, uh, Joker has a sixty nine percent critic score, with a ninety percent audience score. 
and it's uh, 429 critic reviews, 20, 22,000 like audience reviews, and it's sitting at a 90% audience. So maybe I'm just people. No, I think that it's just like I have seen movies like this a lot. Like that's what a good portion of the 90s the the late 90s mid 2000s was was all these movies that were just trying to tug at your emotional strings and trying to kind of push that shock value of of you know let's not have the main character a, a good shining hero let's have them get beat up movies like and I've mentioned it before punch drunk love it, wait is that the one with Adam Sandler right collecting the yeah. pudding game movies like that where it's the underdog getting beat up the whole time getting beat up the whole time and uh, keep getting beat up the whole time. Like nothing ever happens. And I think that's what ha- happens with this movie, but it's starting to relate to all these people who are being baby. Cause we live in an age where like mental illness and everything is like so catered to that. It's just fed, you know, like someone gets sad and all of a sudden it's like fucking medicate them. There, something's wrong. So this movie I think is starting to relate to a lot of these adolescent people who are being messed up by generation my generation and their parents that are just treating them like shit like all you know what i'm saying like yeah it, it's but it's hitting it just, those the movie strings. kind of speaks to a generation that is just getting the shit beat out of right them. and but the thing is is we have our generation has movies like this so if that generation if these people who went to see the joker you know maybe if they knew about other movies that were like this it wouldn't have been as big because it wouldn't have been as fresh and new to them yeah you know um so I don't know. I mean, I I'm interested, but from what I'm reading, like how it's he's just getting his ass kicked all the time, and then there's a whole controversial like you know should be you know the whole mental health in reality thing going on. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I even care. And the fact that DC's best movie is a is not even a superhero movie. You don't. This didn't even have to need need to be the Joker. This could have just been anyone. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing. Like, was any other like, character in this movie like any other DC character? You you could have you like it. This didn't have to be a Joker movie. It literally could have just been a guy who went crazy yeah. without dressing like the Joker, and would it have still been the same movie? They could have made this movie, still called it Joker because it's not the Joker, and not been DC related and still been the same kind of movie. Like, it didn't have to yeah. be a DC movie at all. Um, but if it wasn't, and if it didn't have the Joker, do you think it would have been as popular? Do you think people would have even given it a no. chance? No. To be honest, I don't think so. I think the fact that it's like a Joker origin movie is kind of, is what may, gave this movie its, like, box office. Is the fact that people were curious as to what, they were going to do because rumor has it before this was released when the first teaser trailer was released rumor has it that this was sort of like a testing ground to do you know how they're doing a new batman movie right Mm -hmm. with the dude the kid from twilight Mm -hmm. this is supposed to be related to those movies like this be in that universe yeah it's going to be in that universe and this was the testing ground for it. If it succeeded, then they're going to continue on. And if it didn't, then that Batman movie was just going to be like an individual Batman movie. Um, 
I don't know how true it was. Just a rumor. Yeah, it, it, it seems... 93, so, 93.5 million opening weekend. Right, like, but, this is this is going to tell Warner Brothers, like, hey, you may be onto something. Like, But, okay, so, so we have an origin story of a Joker that hasn't appeared in any of their movies. And in fact, we've already, uh, we already know that DC like Marvel was full of multiverses is why we keep seeing different Jokers. They all have different origins. Um, so they, if they decide, Oh, Hey, this works. What we did with this movie works. This is going to be our new universe. Like, so uh, why would I want to watch a Batman movie like this? Well, you know the, the like, Batman how could this even lead to? And and what's their universe? Their universe is more grounded to real life. Like, that's well, we what their universe that with is. Nolan-verse. The Nolan verse was sort of like they're grounded to reality. Batman. Uh, the new Batman movie is supposed to be a year one movie. That's kind of the preliminary rumor to this. Mm. It's supposed to take place within the first year of Batman. Like the Adam so, West stuff. Yeah, I kind of like the Adam West stuff. That's why they went with like a younger looking Batman, like hmm. a younger Bruce Wayne. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It makes I mean, it makes sense. This for sure He's he is a great Joker. It's like Yeah. Do you see that meme where it shows all the three Jokers pointing at Jared Leto's Joker cuz they all had movies and his was like <laughs> Look, Jared Leto He's already played the fucked up, like, mental case drug addict in movies. Like, he could have still done this movie. He's not... Well, he's getting there in age. He might not have looked as old, but... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think Um, they just... They want to do something extremely, extremely different. And I actually want to talk about one more thing. Since we're on the DC Universe, like, movie shit train. Uh, Did you see the Harley Quinn movie trailer? (laughs) Yeah what a fucking joke like it's supposed to be first off it was supposed to be birds of prey harley's not even in birds of prey and secondly did you even introduce the other characters in birds of prey like you you they had cameos in their own trailer and the whole trailer was about harley was wait but was harley even was harley part of the suicide squad she was comics. a part of the Suicide Squad. She wasn't in Birds of Prey. Huh. Because Birds of Prey was after Barbara Gordon became the Oracle mm-hmm. and she put together her little superhero squad of like hunters. I'm sorry. Yeah, after she got paralyzed from the, the killing job. Uh she kind of put together her own little like superhero squad of like Huntress and those other three women. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember their names. But why bad guys? Are they bad guys? No, they're good guys. So everybody's a good guy except for Harley Quinn. Like, they were all... Like, from what I remember in Birds... And if somebody in chat is going to correct me, please do it. It's been a while since I've read Birds of Prey. Uh, They were all, like, heroes. And they all went to Oracle, Barbara Gordon, and she became, like, their leader. And, like, Harley Harley was nowhere in this. She wasn't in this. She's a criminal, She's a bad guy. Doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like she's, and then so, you release a trailer to the movie, and they cameo in their own fucking trailer. I don't get somebody explain this to me, please. Well, they're using a, <laughs> look of all the characters. Why is everybody changing? But Harley is the same. So now Harley is in another movie. That is the Joker going to be different? 
is he's not going to be in, oh yeah because she broke up with the joker um, yeah she broke up with the joker and so so that leads me to believe because the suicide squad was just i thought it was stupid they're trying to make these bad guys seem like good guys to me which i don't think the was comic the was good the movie yeah, was awful but i don't think the comic was meant to make you think these guys are good it was just no, to show weren't. them doing stuff good thing yeah. bad people doing things are supposed to do this the Suicide Squad movie was trying to convince you that these people had hearts and feelings and and stuff like that. So n- then they take and they throw uh, uh, one of the most notorious villain women in DC on a good guy. So they're now they're going to make Harley a good guy. They have to because they can't make the other ones bad. Hero. After after Harley and Joker like broke up, she became sort of like like an. Like she became Deadpool. What she just she became right. Deadpool. Like she did. Like an anti hero. And uh yeah, she was like the anti hero. Hey, I have a pumpkin right here. Cool. <laughs> uh <laughs> she became like an anti hero and she kinda bounced she played teeter totter with the freaking line. But like it, I don't know, man. This Well it's one thing the that Harley I won't Quinn watch. movie looked good, like <laughs> Well what about Suicide Squad two? Is she gonna be in it? She is in it, and that's what I don't get. Like, so then it, she, like, DC, dude, dude, right? <laughs> oh, am um, I just insane, or do you not understand any of this either? No, I don't, and, and especially in this day and age where they've seen what Marvel's done, keeping continuity, no matter how much money it costs, will pay off in the end. I think what they did was they had the Suicide Squad movie, and. A, some, some executives at Warner Brothers is like, hey, that Suicide Squad movie, that movie kind of sucked. But everybody loved Harley. So let's do another movie with all women, and we're just going to throw Harley in there. Just for shit. Just see where it goes. And that is Birds of Prey. Um, yeah, I'd probably watch The Joker before Birds of Prey. <laughs> I will probably never watch Birds of Prey ever. Um, there was a TV show, Birds of Prey. Like, when was that? Mike's in chat. M- Mike, you know when that Birds of Prey TV show was. Come on, man. I don't remember that either. Yeah, it DC was guy, very, so. very short lived. It was. Mm. Maybe was it in the Arrowverse? Episodes. No, way before all of that. Uh-huh. It was very short lived. It had maybe six episodes. And it was decent. It just didn't get started. And WB just washed their hands of it and canceled it. And you know what? Harley wasn't in that either. So. Hmm. <laughs> well then. Um, all right. Let's uh, get into. You got anything else? We should wrap this uh, up. I do want to. I do want to say for any military veteran that is listening to us uh right now there are a dozen games on steam that are free to our veterans and it's not like shit games either it's like soul caliber 6 tekken 7 like it is good games uh you need to sign up for a games to grunts account using your military ID and after you sign up for all of that you will be given your CD keys 
And uh, the list is as follows. It's Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, uh, No Time to Explain Remastered, Party Hard, Silent Age, Insurgency, and Curses of the Four Branches. I've heard of a handful of those titles. Uh, free Wait. for military veterans. You just have to sign up for the account. Are any of them first-person shooters? I am going to go with no. That's so weird. <laughs> that's so it's weird. It's two fighting games. Yeah, but that's so weird. They wouldn't put any first-person shooters in there. I think mean, about the soldiers, man. You're going to pull them <laughs> off their duties, getting them into your games. You're not even going to have a game that it's going to like maybe keep them in so like they don't have to be shooting in real life to keep their skills up uh, I mean that's cool that's cool Way I mean one of the characters in Tekken has a gun there no, you that's, go. Probably, that's probably not true at all they but, might. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have anything else Verlaine um, no not really I think that should be okay apparently Facebook doesn't connect to PS4 anymore oh yeah we should mention that real quick I, I don't I don't really think it's that huge of a deal because it was very limited what you could do anyways with that connectivity. Yeah, you know? wasn't it just like upload screenshots? Yeah, and... you can upload screenshots um, and you can upload like your trophies if you win them. I don't have anyone on my friends list linked and I'm sure that they would not care to see my screenshots nor my uh, trophy list. Uh, Mike just got back to me. That Birds of Prey TV series came out in 2002. Hmm. So it's a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is a big deal either. Um, It has some... One... I think they're saying that it was because of... Facebook switched some of their... Kind of like the same reason that PlayStation was against cross-play. Because of their security, like their contracts, and they'd have to write up new um, terms and privacy agreements and stuff like that and that's what they're saying this is this is because facebook changed stuff on their end so now they have to kind of like yeah and i really don't care i mean it it, if facebook if playstation was streaming and let us broadcast to facebook live that'd be awesome and then i would care other than that dude playstation makes it a hassle to do anything anyways you can't stream to facebook on uh playstation directly nope Oh, it's just a Twitch. Twitch and YouTube. YouTube. Wow, that sucks. It does suck. Um, Especially because YouTube, you have to be verified just to stream on it. So then you have Twitch, who's just crumbling. Like, their quality sucks. They throw ads, like, everything. Dude, I stream Beat Saber, and all of a sudden, it'll, like, just mute parts of my stream or skip stream because the PlayStation can't really do all of it at once. Um, yeah, the the bit rate. It's, it's probably a bit rate issue. Yeah, it's so they can't keep up with the bit rate of the game. Yeah, and then it's just the getting streaming. and just getting a clip from PlayStation is just a pulling teeth, man. Like you have to edit it in Share Factory and then share it to YouTube and then get it from YouTube and share it everywhere else. But that's after you trim it, and when you go to trim it, it automatically starts putting in these headers and footers in it that you have to delete before you even make the clip it's just so stupid the the one thing the one thing that irritated me personally about streaming from the ps4 and this is why when i did the two-hour gameplay for kingdom hearts 
I streamed it to my PC and then streamed it to Facebook from my PC. I vid- I captured it yeah. from my PC. It's because, like, cutscenes, like, they'll just edit out whole cutscenes. Mm. Like, the stream will pause for the cutscene and then continue back up after the cutscene. And I get it. Like, you don't want to spoil... You don't want to spoil story and stuff. But if people are watching my stream, they know they're going to get story spoilers. That's why you're watching my stream. Some people want, like, some people don't want to play the game. Like, I like going on YouTube and watching the cinematics to, like, Mortal Kombat 9. Somebody will take and just have the cinematics as one long movie. To catch up, right? Like, when the new game comes out, you want to catch up on that story because they're sort of integrated now. Right. I just don't yeah, like the I, stupid gray bar on the side that they make you have. Well, you don't have to have it, but if you want your camera and then the chat bar, like in on Xbox, when you would stream to Mixer, they would have the chat, you know, the chat box would be there. So you could see the chat, what the chat room's doing. You could see yourself, like your camera, but the way you saw it wasn't the way it was broadcasted. Like I'm not like people don't see my desktop with everything on it. Yeah, but when you broadcast with PlayStation, that's almost what they're doing. Because then you see that stupid gray bar on the side with the little square. It's not even a real aspect ratio for a camera. And then you see all the chat, and then it starts you off with that huge paragraph that you can't delete. Only if you just chat until it's forced down out of the chat. Oh, uh, that sucks. Yeah, it's retarded. Um, I like the fact that they started like the, this generation started doing that. But I hope they kind of step it up next generation. Like the hardware is supposed to be better. You know, the hard drives are supposed to be better. And hopefully they'll they'll step it up a little better on next gen. It's it's a good start. Hopefully it'll get better on console. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I think that's it. We've been on for quite a while. Do you have anything else? No, nothing. I'm done. All right. Um I, I thank everybody for tuning in. As always, check out GameFixShow.com for all the latest and greatest stuff related to us, Game Fix Show. Um, podcast will be available shortly everywhere you find podcasts. And if you want to get in on Wizard World Columbus, you want to get a chance to win those priority passes, just go to GameFixShow.com, all the details there. And if you don't win or if you're not given a crap and you want to get your tickets now use the code game fix show at checkout on wizard world's page and you're going to save 10 percent on tickets um until next week producer james what you got to say bye everybody brucey b what you got to say goodbye have a nice day peace and i love all of you I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up.
right. Do you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> no. Right.